Welcome to the Elijah Streams podcast. Our mission is to encourage you in your faith through a unique blend of patriotism and prophecy. And now here's your host, Steve Schultz. It is Friday, October 21, 2022. Welcome to the broadcast. I'm Steve Schultz, founder of the Elijah List and Elijah Streams, along with my wife, Doreen, my wife of 44 years. And uh, we're happy to be coming to you again, year 25 of bringing you the voice of the prophet. So uh, today we're going to have a special episode of Prophets and Patriots with uh, Greg Phillips, who's associated with uh, 2000 Mules. He and Catherine Engelberg developed that movie. We're going to talk about uh, that and, and even an arrest that occurred in there. And I'll let him say whatever he wants to say or has the freedom to say. So before we do that, we do have uh, uh, a trailer for this today's uh, episode of American Warriors. I'm just going to go ahead and play that for you and whet your appetite. So here we go. It became clear that as Iraq took over Kuwait and started to prepare itself in defensive positions, that it set up one of the largest minefields in the history of warfare. Afghans wanted with something that would take a Soviet tank and like toss it six feet in the air, threw everybody up in it. The Italians came out with this mine. Very effective. We've got about 100,000 of these. The intent of minefields is to slow and stop the enemy. Our goal was to never stop and never be delayed uh, as we were going through. Any resistance would be met with a ferocious response. As we drove through, we saw the results of that encounter. Wow, so that is premiering on both YouTube and Rumble, and here are the websites. You go to rumble.com slash americanwarriors22 and youtube.com slash americanwarriors22, or just put American Warriors in the search box. I think about the, the clearing of the mines. I um, We used to be friends with this young couple back then, and I didn't even know if they would had any children. And a number of years ago, we found out not only did she have children, but the, the, the daughter had grown up to and was now in the army and she had loved her job and her job was driving one of these massive um i don't know what they call it it must have looked like a tank i don't know what it looked like but to draw drove it all over to blow up the mines um and it was a mine finder and then it would blow them up so I, and she loved that job so that would have been amazing to, to drive one of those massive things so uh, it's amazing what we have in warfare these days but very interesting. I hope you'll watch that on either YouTube or Rumble, and you'll enjoy it very much. We're, we're really having fun putting this whole series together for many years to come, hopefully. So, all right. Welcome to the broadcast again. We're going to bring Johnny in on Monday, but for now, let's do Prophets and Patriots with Greg Phillips. Here we go. Greg Phillips, good to see you. Hey, Steve. How you good. doing? Thanks for good. having me. Yeah, it's good to have you. Last time I think you were in a car, so we, we, we got you where we could get you. This must be your your office. Well, yeah, it's one of them. I mean, we, we <laughs> flit around a little bit, so it's hard to hard to ever really pin me down on where I am. And uh, Are you uh, and Catherine that, Engelbrecht in the same area, or are you in different areas of the country? You know, sometimes we are. We're not. We're not. We're not now. Um, okay. And we, we try to get there as often as we can. But I mean, we're going in so many different directions and uh, we own a healthcare company together. And that's and that right. Keeps wow. us, that keeps us moving in some other directions. And so we're hardly ever in the same place. But um, uh, this is uh, this is uh, uh, my office in Alabama and 
and uh, not, not too far from your good friend, uh, Robin Bullock. Actually. Oh, yes. Awesome. He's in Warrior, Alabama. So excellent. Wow. He's an amazing guy. He really uh, is. Yeah, he's a good friend, an amazing guy, quite a prophet, too. So Yeah, I'll tell an interesting story about, yeah, please uh, do. about Robin, if, if it's all right. Yes, uh, please do. So, so, of course, we knew I knew of Robin, but I didn't know him. Um, yeah. I knew, I knew that he was, uh, um, you know, lived here in Alabama and, and, uh, warriors are kind of an interesting place and interesting history with, uh, with warrior and, and, uh, and, uh, had an opportunity, um, just out of the blue, uh, an attorney friend of mine, uh, someone that I, I, I had known back in the nineties, but hadn't seen or heard of since, uh, he, he and I, um, I worked on the political side. He worked on the uh, the court side of uh, of uh, Judge Perry Hooper, uh, who was Chief Justice of the Alabama Supreme Court. Well, we somehow just weirdly came in contact with each other again, and within a few minutes after us renewing that that friendship after 25 years, he gets a call from Robin, who's standing in his in his driveway, saying, "Hey, I'm going to have some people out on uh, Saturday night. Um, just invite anybody you want." And do you know anybody you want to invite? And he goes, well, yeah, I just hung up with a guy that, that I'd, I'd love for you to meet and, and get to know and, and this kind of stuff. So, I mean, you know, of course, no surprise to any of your listeners. And, and, and now that I know Robin, no surprise to me uh, that, that that conversation would have happened, you know, just the way it did. Wow. Um, so I went up, uh, up and uh, joined them uh, now here. I guess about a month or so ago. I, I can't remember exactly when it was, but uh, just had a lovely dinner with uh, with a bunch of different folks from all around, and some of his friends, and some of some of my friends. And uh, Tim James was there, and uh, a guy who ran for governor here. I knew his oh, dad. Wow. I knew his dad, uh, Bob James, uh, when he was governor twice there in Alabama. Um, but anyway, just a lot of just really interesting people, and 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 Robin stood up and and started sharing and my back was hurting for some reason that day. And, and so, and I was sitting in the kind of near the front table and I didn't, I didn't want to be, you know, moving my back and everything yeah. in front of everybody. So I, I stood up and went and stood by the wall. And, um, so I was kind of standing up side, uh, beside or on, on, on rock to, to Robin's right, uh, up against the wall. And just in the middle of his, his, um, his, um, conversation, he turned and looked at me and said, and just said, and, and I, I had just met Robin, you know, just, you know, just before supper. So, I mean, it was just like right then. And he turned and looked at me and pointed at me and said, you need to start flipping tables. Whoa. And, and I said, uh, I, I mean, I didn't even know what to say. And he ultimately came over and, and, uh, and, uh, prayed over me and, and, um, and, and really there were just a lot of things going on in the room and, and a lot of, um, uh, you know, people saying they could, you know, see water and lights and, and blue lights and all of this other kind Gee. of stuff. And, and so this was on a Saturday on, on a Sunday, I had to leave and go to DC to meet with a, a United States Senator about some of our work and, and really share some of the work with him. And then I was leaving um, DC on Tuesday, uh, still with, you know, Robin's admonition to, to start flipping tables, you know, fresh in my mind, because it was very striking. I mean, yeah. you know, Robin's a, you know, a he's a high level a, guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and when he points at you and says, you need to start doing this, you know, yes, sir. Right. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, I, so I was at the airport in, in DC and, um, 
and got a call from um, uh, got a call from uh, the district attorney's office saying, "Hey, we're having this uh, uh, grand jury," and we had met with them and talked to them, and this had been going on for you know a month or two. Um, but I didn't know it was happening. And he said, well, I'm about to test your, you know, willingness to be, you know, involved in this thing. And I said, oh, yeah, what's going on? He said, well, we seated a grand jury and I need you to come testify. And I said, oh, wow. When? He said, tomorrow. Oh, man. And so I'm in D.C. I didn't really have any clothes. I didn't have anything I, I would need to go to a grand jury. And so um, and I had a meeting in Houston the next day. So, so flew into Houston, got there about one o'clock in the morning, had a delayed flight, got there at one in the morning, um, went and did my meeting early and then ran to the store, picked up a couple of things I needed, got back on a plane and flew out to LA and, and, and testified in this grand jury. And, and, uh, that grand jury ultimately ended up, um, uh, voting a true bill to indict, uh, the, this, uh, uh, this guy that was, um, ultimately uh ultimately arrested um uh after the after the indictment um and and i wrote robin um you know after i i hung up the call you know just before i actually went out there and i wrote robin and i said well i guess this is what you were talking about the <laughs> tables and and he said he said he said he didn't know but you know keep him posted and and um you know and then the next communication i really had with him uh, was uh, just sending him a quick note, and and by the way, there was a lot more to the to the night than just dinner with him. I mean, he 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 took me back in his office and yeah. Tell and, anything uh, you feel free to share. You the yeah, time is yours. Yeah, I don't so. know what I don't know what he he would want me to share, but you know he's pretty open. So, uh, but but he took me back in his office and and we talked about it. We talked in some depth about the situation and how we've kind of found ourselves uh, on a little bit of an island. Um, as it relates to law enforcement, you know, there's a lot of the, the Arizona attorney general's office did a to whom it may concern letter to the IRS and the FBI saying that they didn't like that. We wouldn't give them another copy of some info. And so they, they, uh, um, they, um, anyway, it's, it's just a really long story. Anyway, so Robin, I communicated with him after, after the, the arrest of the, of the guy. And, uh, he said, um, and, and, and I said, I guess, so this is flipping tables, right? He said, yeah, but it's not enough. And, uh, so, I've had that on my mind, uh, wow. a lot. Uh, well, yeah, because your mind, obviously, um, all of us who have received strong prophetic words, even from Robin myself is like, if this is not enough, how, how dramatic is this about to be? Right. You <laughs> right. Know? <laughs> and so, uh, so last night I was actually thinking about it yet again. Um, uh, one of the guys, um, uh, I was in a, in a meeting with, uh, uh, started at midnight, actually, um, went till 6am this morning. And, and, um, and one of the guys in there knew of this story that I just shared with you and Robin and, um, and asked, uh, asked, have I talked to Robin lately? And I looked down and sure enough, there's a, there's a text that, uh, had come through to me that Robin had sent, um, Wow. Kind of giving some some new thoughts and new new ideas and new instruction or or new um, guidance. Yeah. And um, wow, it was just it was just really incredible, Steve. That's I mean, amazing. You know, that... in, in the midst of all the stuff, right, and all the things that are happening, and all the you know courts and lawsuits and arrests and you know threats from you know government officials and everything else, you know, to to um, you know, to get a uh, a word like that, you know, that you need to be yeah. flipping some tables. So good. And uh, 
So yes. good. So good. Striking. Well, Greg, and we I will show this because you mentioned the guy that got arrested. We'll show that at some point. I don't know if there's any anything else you want to share about that story. Uh, you've got the hour, so um, tell us what you want to tell us today. Because I um, and or keep going on this, whatever sure. whatever feels good for you. Well, the the situation for us really started back um, in January of 2021. Okay, um, we were. Um, engaged in a lot of different threads of research and we were just getting into the geospatial work that ended up being 2000 mules wow. and uh, we had we, we just had a ton of things going on and um we were involved in in late december and early january in georgia we were involved with um challenging 340,000 um ineligible voters in georgia and so we were dealing with a lawsuit that emerged from that, from Stacey Abrams. And I mean, it was just everything we've Jeez. done. Just, you know, they just, that's what they do, right? It's lawfare. Yeah. And, um, but, but one particular um, 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 piece of work or body of work that, that came to my attention, not from one of our contractors, but from an associate, someone that we had known for some time, um, and one of my contractors called me to a meeting and and just said hey you know we've got something here it's not really necessarily related to to the mules or to to all your your other work but but we think you should see it so i flew to dallas and went to went to meet with these guys in a hotel room in a, a hilton near uh, uh, smu's campus and um and went and sat down and and uh again i'm now that I think about it, I'm having a lot of meetings at midnight. I, I either need to stop that or start doing more of that. I can't figure out. <laughs> well, which. we're going to be flipping tables. You're probably yeah, going to have more of those. You know? <laughs> um, and so, um, and so I went, I went in and met with these guys and they pull up on the screen. What, what in essence was um, um, an open database that, that had been just exposed to the world um, that, that they were able to show me through a, a, sort of a way to build a pathway um, or a way to to um, um, sort of build a map. That's a better way to describe it, to build a map of where certain things are. Like if if you if I had your IP address and I had it, there's one particular tool called Binary Edge, I could type in your IP address or ElijahList.com and it would tell me everything I need to know about, you know, you guys. I mean, it would tell me what ports you have on your database. Is it just a website? You know, is it, you know, what what all do you have there? It would tell me basically where you were, um, but it would also give me your IP address that ElijahList.com resolves to, and I could um, at that point then go to another section of Binary Edge where you type in the IP address. Then it brings up. That's where it brings up all the ports. It brings up a little map where where you actually are and kind of shows oh, wow. you. And, um, and it's pretty standard stuff. It's not, you know, it's a, it's a product developed by uh, technology insurers to be sure that when they're doing um, errors and emissions insurance, that they're not insuring technologists who don't know what they're doing um, and who leave ports open and that mm. kind of thing. But the tool's open. I mean, anybody can sign up for it. Uh, the tool's open on open on the website. So that's how they started. They went in and said, okay, we, we, we were looking at just different election softwares and different, you know, just, just, just tidbits of things and doing what researchers do and just kind of following the trails and the paths yeah. where they go. Well, this particular situation, these guys came across um, a, a, um, a set of URLs that were like vote for the number four 
boston.com vote number four la.com and, and a whole cluster of these vote fours and it was kind of weird because they all resolved to the same ip address oh, wow. so being being the good researchers that they were they entered the ip address into binary edge and voila uh it exists in uh, a tiny little province in china oh my goodness and um and so you know by by itself there's all sorts of reasons why pro there's proxy servers that make things look like they're different places than they really yeah. are. But but this really was a, a server in China. So in other words, some people use a virtual private network or VPN to Obviously, hide a little bit yeah. about where they where they are, you know, for privacy. But this right. one was not resolving to a, a VPN. This is an actual location, a server. That's exactly right. Okay. And so from there, um, the bottom um, portion of, of binary, that piece of binary edge really tells you like what's on what port. So it would give the port number and then it would say database or port number and then it would say, you know, name server or port number SSL certificate or whatever it was. But everything clearly was pointing to China. And so by now it's one or two in the morning and I'm getting interested. Okay, this is this is super interesting. So why would vote for LA.com resolve in China? What is this? And so we started digging in a little bit to the company and or I didn't, but it, the, the person making the presentation did. And um and and the 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 basically the database in, in a particular port was just open. It was just open. Uh, the type of database was called a MongoDB, and it has some known deficiencies in the setup. It's a great database. I mean, so I think it's open source. Um, it's very powerful, very useful. Um, but you do have to tend to security when you're dealing with these kinds of things. Um, and what was exposed in that open database was something that I now have seen in full um, after last night. Um, that that the or i've seen the the let's say the results in full because mm -hmm. um, it was a little bit different form and, and fashion but but i had an opportunity to look and see you know that this is really a problem and it was then and it is now and uh while they've made changes to where it resolves basically what they're doing is they're they have this proxy server which is spinning up these all these different addresses and whatnot um and um so anyway we we're, we're by now it's the middle of the night january ish maybe first week of february of 2021 qu first quarter of 2021 i don't remember the date um and um and all of a sudden i'm sitting there looking at um um private information of poll workers and judges and in some instances uh the actual uh voter registration databases and it's all on this server in China. And, and it was startling. Totally, yeah. It, it was so startling. Now, I was in Dallas. Catherine lives in Houston. That I ended up not sleeping like I did last night. Today, I went and got on a plane. That day, I just went and got in my car and drove down to Houston and called Catherine on the way and said, we have to meet. And, uh, and we met at a, uh, a place up in the woodlands. Um, um, and and I said, you know, I explained to her what I'd seen, um, and I shared with her 
that my experience told me that this was a, a, a potentially massive, not just breach of our election information, but a, a potentially massive, you know, leak of, of, of private information of, of Americans and living in China. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Streams podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, go to ElijahStreams.com slash give. Um, it's kind of the background of it. There was a lot more that went into it. So uh, shortly thereafter, we decided this is a really big deal. We're going to turn this over to the people in charge of this. We're going to turn this over to the FBI, which we did. Um, and thank you. Um, and and the resulting months were, were us, Catherine, doing what Catherine does, sending out open records requests, doing their own um sort of open source research, if you will, gathering all sorts of information about the company and the counties they worked in and kind of just, you know, whatever we could glean from the internet, really, um, and um, came up with some really disturbing stuff. I introduced you to John David earlier, and one of the things John David found was a, a contract that had been let, for example, on the 13th of October of 2020. So this is two-ish, two and a half weeks before the election, something like that, maybe three weeks before the election, um, for a substantial sum of money, millions of dollars um, in Los Angeles, and there was another one in Detroit. So we're like, what? what wait, what? What's what is this? What's happening here? But we're just gathering all this. It's all off the mm-hmm. internet. I mean, anybody can go find it. It's, really? it's nothing okay. super, super secret. Um, but there were some things in there that were really startling. One of the things that that they were being hired for in Detroit was fast ballot scanning software. Well, they told everybody, you know, now they've told the court and everybody else that they don't do ballot scanning. Well, how did you get a multi-million dollar grant from LA and another one from from Detroit? Uh, a smaller amount, but still the same basic thing. If you don't do that, well, lo and behold, it's a and on it's a sole source thing, meaning I have to be able to prove to you, Steve, that I do this business for you as a government official to give me a contract. Right. And I'm the only one that can do it. It's the I'm the only one that can do this for you. And that's what that's how they got these two contracts as as sole source. Well. There's something a little bit shady about that too, but in yeah. that in the contract in California, they were compelled to keep all of this data private and keep it in the United States, and that ended up being a problem because they didn't. Yeah, and, and I mean, if that, I mean, to state the obvious, of course, is that China is not our friend from a foreign; they're a communist country. It's not just this was a convenient place to host a database because somehow it's cheaper. There's something uh, wicked this way comes to use that term. There's something wicked going on because they're not supposed to have that in a communist country. Well, and, and you know, I think I'm probably to the end of my rope on what I can actually say. But, sure. but there's a lot of lot of concerns here and the state of California has concerns or I should say the county of Los Angeles has concerns. Uh, but but even more concerning was the source of the funds, because not only do you have to say, 
I do this and I'm really good at it. And I'm the yeah. only one that has this software, Steve, please hire me. But you as a government official have to have to put the source of the funds. So if it's state general funds, if it's some sort of a special fund, a special tax fund, uh, mm -hmm. whatever it is, the source of the funds in both cases was CTCL, the, the Zuckerberg money. That was Zuckerberg money? That's what that is? So with Zuckerberg money, they were paid to do what they do, scan in information and send it to China. Yes. That's incredible. By the way, would this be a good time to put up that photo of the guy we're talking about? This is who got arrested? Yeah. And there's a lot of research that's been done out there now. I really can't go much further into sure, it. I uh, understand. They, they, just in full disclosure here for all the, you know, the haters who are going to beat up on me about this. Uh, um, you know, th th they sued us. In fact, uh, we were served with the suit the day that I testified in California. Okay. Um, and, and uh, they, sued, you know, they and, sued us for defamation, and we've got a hearing on that uh, coming up here this week. Yeah, so and so let me just add this just to make sure we're all keeping ourselves clean and all that. The gentleman that got arrested, I didn't say his name, but we can, I suppose we should say he was alleged to have done this. He was yeah, alleged. Sure. Um, we're not saying he's guilty. We're not saying he's going to prison. But we're just saying this. he was arrested with an alleged right. that he did that. Okay, so That's keep right. it clean there. So. And, um, and, and, you know, it'll all sort itself out. Um, they, um, uh, they were, I understand they were able to gather a lot of information, uh, from his office when, when they arrested him and, and, um, you know, given the numbers that I've heard, it's going to take them quite a while <laughs> to sort through hundreds of terabytes of data. Um, but, um, they've got some really good guys and some really good, um, uh, you know, the people that I met out there, uh, you know, I think one of the things that, that that's sort of frustrating to me and I, look, I, and I'm one to do this too. So I'm, I'm about to tell them myself, but yeah. this case really involved us. The, the LA district attorney is known to be a far left individual. George okay. Escon is, is well known to be that. And, you know, people assign him all sorts of because of that, you know, people on our side, I guess, if there's a side in this, I'm not sure there is in this particular topic, which he ended up proving to be true, that there was no side here. But but a lot of people on the right kind of assign him with this far left, you know, puppet of George Soros or mm -hmm. something and whatever. But but I just like to say that that the people that I met out there were incredible professionals, and I'm talking about assistant district attorneys. I'm talking about investigators, um, uh, chief investigators, um, deputy attorney general, uh, uh, deputy uh, DAs. Uh, everyone in the court was, was kind. Uh, mm. Everybody all the way down to the bailiff. Wow. Right. And, and, you know, you would, one would think, and, and I know people are still kind of beating the guy up over this, but and I know President Trump even came out and said something about it. Look, he he can be sort of a, a a hero to all Americans by dealing with this issue in a nonpartisan way. Well, and and I think that one of the most profound um um uh, there, there there are some other connections here that I can't I'm not able to talk about just yet, uh, but that really tie it back to God and tie it back to uh, a particular pastor. 
Um, and and I, I again, I'm still not able to talk about those things. Sure. Yet, but I didn't meet anyone, not one single person in multiple trips to Los Angeles that wasn't kind, respectful. Wow. Um, obvious they didn't agree with me politically on things. Um, but but it was really it it was profound to me. That is interesting. That that, that you know, for, for for love of country, I think, and and um, you know, protection of the people in their community whose data may have may have escaped the the you know the confines of the of the county or the the state even. Um, it, it was it was it was meaningful and it was a big takeaway yeah. for me. Do I have uh, is on, on the the stuff that ended up in China? A um, couple of obvious questions. Uh, one is I'll just ask them together. One is as far as you know, is it still there? And number two is, are you saying that um, uh, it was equal opportunity? It wasn't necessarily left or right um, information that was in China. It was it was voters on both sides or poll workers on both sides. Yeah. So it wasn't like one side's being ripped off versus the other. They're giving yeah, all th- that information over there. Yeah, and one thing I learned about it, really, um, the grand jury, I, I really can't talk much about it. Yeah. I, I took an oath, but, yeah. but, but you know, you might imagine in, in L.A. County, this was a, a very diverse grand jury. Sure. And one of the things that, um, that emerged in our research, and this is just my supposition, no one ever, no one ever told me, um, um, you know that that this was true and and maybe i just sort of conflated it all Mm. but but the county employees themselves were a little bit vulnerable here based on what i was able to read in the paper going back into 2020 uh, i think it was maybe even the la times i'm not sure but they didn't have they couldn't fully staff their polling places and so they pressed the county employees into service in the polling places so a lot of county employees who might not otherwise have been exposed to this kind of thing, um, you know, may have been. And, uh, you know, but I think the court will sort all that out and they'll yeah. figure out what's what. And uh, but I just wanted to, you know, just share that that um, um, that it was all handled in in a in a very I don't know if nonpartisan's the word, but certainly unbiased manner. Yeah, well, I mean that's a good word, non-biased. You weren't you weren't pressing for one side or the other. You're saying this yep. is illegal, and this is alleged to this person's alleged to do that. So let me move to another subject there, and that is we are days away, something like twenty days or nineteen or eighteen or something. Eighteen days. So the election. Um, talk to the people about. How secure is this election? Have we put so much pressure and your movie put so much pressure that they know they're being watched or what? Tell, tell us what, whatever you want to tell us on that. Yeah, it, it's really, it's really uh, gratifying. Um, uh, Melody Jennings uh, uh, runs a group called Clean Elections USA. Um, we've, um, we've been working with them to take their reports in. She's got people all over the country looking at boxes. Um, I read today in some county, um, I think it was Chester County, maybe up in Pennsylvania, that um, that that some citizen on his own requested um, uh, the video from these drop boxes. And when the video came back, he sat there and and my son, John David, could tell you that that watching 
thousands, tens of thousands of minutes of video is mind numbing on these boxes. And this guy looked at this box and just, and he was able to come up with 300 instances in this one box where people were putting in stacks of, of, of ballots and had the video and took it to the, whatever it is there, the county commission or something, it said, this, this can't stand, guys. I mean, and the county commission absolutely acted. And now they've got full-time people out there uh, looking at stuff. And, and they've got, I think, better or new cameras or something, maybe I read. Um, but this is happening all over the place. Florida and Arizona, there was some dust up, uh, I think, where, where the media is trying to make something be something that wasn't so. And so they yeah. staged a guy getting mad and... And um, I don't even know what happened with that. And there was a referral made to the Department of Justice. And look, if you're out there being respectful and you're a, a certain distance away, it's no different. Like when you go vote, right, at the polling places, every state, I think it's 75 feet in some states, it's 100 feet in other states, whatever the state rules are, if you're out there and you're not harassing someone or you're not, you know, attempting to, you know, um, um, uh, suppress them or keep them from voting or do those kinds of things, you absolutely have the right to stand out there and, and watch. And, um, and I think that, that, you know, the left is going to try to take that on, but I, I can safely say, Steve, that there are more eyes on this election, maybe than ever in history. Wow. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm just blown away by people like Melody and, and some of these citizens like this, this guy in, in uh, Pennsylvania, and I'm sorry, I don't know his name right off the top of my head, but, yeah. but uh, just a citizen who just said, you know what, enough's enough. I'm, I'll, I'll do my own open records request. I'll sit here at my computer and watch, you know, watch hundreds of hours of video and I'll, I'll, I'll do this myself. And, and, and that's really sort of what this, this uh, representative Republic's all about. Right. I mean, you, you don't, that, that's what the Republic is. We don't let the, the majority mob rule. Yeah, right? we force them to follow the rules and follow the law that that would prevent people from gaining some advantage that they shouldn't mm. otherwise have. And um, and I'm just I'm I'm so grateful and gratified. We're doing we've got a, we've got a an election integrity hotline that's answered 24 seven. Um, and um, we're getting lots of calls in. We're having daily calls now with with our team. Um, Melody's participating in some of that. We've got other groups coming in. I think there's going to be a press release going out next week about some of the different groups that are coming together, which is super interesting. Um, you know, because uh, you know, yeah, everybody everybody on the right doesn't always play well together. Yeah, and, and <laughs> yeah. Uh, they probably and, don't on the left either. Although they do seem to, um, you know, it's the thing that the left seems to be famous for is whoever is at the top who calls the shots. Everybody has to fall in line. <laughs> where there's a little more in, infighting on the right. So can I ask you this? Are, is Mark Zuckerberg back at it, or is he, is he not back at it this round? You know, it's really an interesting question. Um, I think he's kind of staying away from the Center for Technology and Civic Life, CTCL. Yeah. Uh, but I understand that he has given money to some other organizations. But okay. some of this lives on. Right. All of that money that he he gave, some of it went to fund some of these drop boxes. Some of it went to fund these mobile voting vans. I don't know if you've kept up. I've with heard that of that. All. I don't even know how that can be. Seems not legal because then there's no tracking of who puts in what where. 
No, we uh, uh, in Georgia, they bought, I think, three of them back in 2020, at, at like 60,000 bucks each or something like that. Uh, so the Zuckerberg money from 2020 lives on in some ways. This They're having a little bit of dust up with one of them, I think, up in Wisconsin or somewhere. Yeah. And and, um, you know, it's just really it's really unfortunate. But or however. There's such a chasm of difference between an election. I'm about to put on my my political geek hat. But sure. <laughs> there's such a chasm of difference between an an election, an off year election, and a presidential election. Um, it's it's just huge. In part because the the federal influence is so much smaller. Even if there are you know fed uh, uh, state uh, you know uh, the house races, of course. Yeah. And and some states have senate races. Um, but they're by and large run by the states and and it's run, it's just run more smoothly right without the interference of a lot of a lot of the the feds and and that kind of stuff um and so then you have other political dynamics coming in and you know the the left thought they had gained some advantage during during the summer with the abortion ruling they thought that was going to be their their uh, you know they win right because because they're all in favor of killing kids um and and then i think i just I, either last night or or day before yesterday i read that abortion is the number one issue in only four percent of voters four percent that's nothing that, that's barely that barely even registers on well on it's, i suppose it's because it's been decided at, at least at the federal level huh so now it's the economy stupid kind of stuff it is, and 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 that's what people care about, and that's what people are voting. So there's been this this mo- huge momentum shift where the Democrats were sort of d- taking a victory lap in July and August. They had all these, you know, the numbers were coming back in strong and whatnot. Now you're seeing people like even this this uh, crazy governor in um, in uh, uh, in Michigan. Uh, her opponents now within the margin of error. Yeah. Dixon oh, is, boy, is I'd love to. Close. Love to see that one overturned. That's oh my gosh, yeah. And you've got this. You've got this race in Georgia, the Senate race in Georgia. That you know, I don't think. I I mean, two months ago, I don't think very many people really. Is this the Herschel Walker Walker one? I don't know. My this is the Herschel Walker one. Boy, yeah. And And he's got it really, really close to Raphael Warnock. Um, Yeah. And uh, Warnock's got a lot of ethics complaints rising above him, Um, and. You know where all this ties back into all that that um, that software where all the data was in China. Um, there's a lot of counties around this country that are polluted because of this. Mm. Um, places like uh, Allegheny County, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, um, it may be the worst of all. Uh, ironically, Silicon Valley. Uh, uh, con- uh, uh, it's not Contra Costa. That's that's out east of the bay. Um, Thank gum. I can't remember. Yeah. Um, anyway, w- whatever that county is, there where where Silicon Valley is, um, they they have a giant problem. Denver has a giant problem. All of these places that sold there or that bought into all this uh, this uh, software, you know, I mean, my team has reason to believe that poll workers and judges and voters. And there is a lot of data in China, a lot of data in China, and it has to be solved and it has to be resolved. And, I, and I'm not saying that's really going to impact this thing because I don't think it is. 
uh, but it will impact things going forward. What What is your speculation, if you feel free to speculate, about the parties that hold this now, now illegal information in China? What What would they do with it? What is their potential to do with it? Or Help Elijah Streams continue to reach people around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Visit ElijahStreams.com slash give and become a partner today. That's a great, that's a, that's a great question. So I, I don't know if, if you or your listeners know much about this China social credit system. Is that like it's, our ESG thing or what? It's a little like, um, it's a little like a combination of, of your financial credit score here in the States, your FICO mm. score mm. and a whole bunch of social stuff mm. that they pile onto it. And, and in China, Listen, it's a problem. I mean, if if you have a low social credit score, you can't do it. It, it affects your travel. It affects your ability to to ever borrow money. Jeez. I mean, it, it is onerous over there. And so what they've done, China is the largest owner of information about Americans in the world, including Americans. Including, including Americans, they own yeah. they own more data about Americans than anyone in the world. And so and so what we believe is happening is they're using all this data to augment the social credit score. But there's also other data in there, too. There's data, um, there's data that, that shows the schematics of the buildings, the serial numbers of Good all of the ES and S equipment. Um, it, it has the RFID codes that are on the machines. I mean, you know, if you knew somebody that if you knew what machine was you needed to manipulate and you had the serial number and you had all the data um, and you had the Wi-Fi passwords because you were running all the infrastructure of the election and you had um, you knew who the poll workers were and let's say I wanted to get myself into be a poll worker on counting day I want to be a counter if I have the list all I got to do is open it up insert my name in there and voila i'm i'm an approved worker oh my goodness oh i see yeah oh wow just like that and there's so much other information in there there's social security numbers and dates of birth and some banking information there's 90 fields of data about every worker some of them some of them are in chinese and you could not only add put someone in, you could delete someone who you didn't think would play the ball play ball with you. You just exactly. delete delete the the honest ones that would really count. And, or if and you had the count. if you had the these um the serial number of the machine and you had the super admin password to tunnel in, who's to say? We've found connections to pretty much all the machine manufacturers. We found connections to the other software manufacturers. I mean, there's a lot of connections that have been made out there. We have something that we call the brain. It's a, um, think of it as sort of a mind map. You know how they kind of, they parcel, you know, a yeah. branch goes off here and the, um, so we have this this thing called the brain and each of the, the significant um, areas of interest um, are, are are laid out in such a way that we can actually look at them and count them and whatnot. We have over 4,000 focus points that has been derived just from open source information from Chinese websites that this company owns. They even run on that same server, 
that that we were talking about yeah they run the chinese congressional elections the chinese national congress elections for the ccp are run the same server by the same company that runs our election and they're both they're both of them are being controlled do i understand are you are both of them being controlled from china then our elections are you coming out and saying that i'm coming out and saying that this data and the administrative side and this fast ballot scanning software and there's several other pieces of software they also developed a uh, a blockchain based voting system that they then leased to or sold the u.s rights to another company called votum um and somebody's gonna have to explore that because of the origin of it um uh, but they still own the international rights to votum which yeah. is kind of an online voting system. Um, over the years, they've controlled Yuakava ballots. So our, our guys were off fighting in, in Afghanistan, and they were on their on an app voting for you know whoever. Um, their data was being routed through China. After this uh, midterm, which you know I'm hearing still, well, two questions again uh, at the same time: Are those same Dominion software machines? Uh, Dominion voting machines going to be used on this election, and then my other question, you can just piggyback on it, is going forward. Let's say when Trump returns, are we going to get rid of these voting machines finally? Does he have the power to do that? No, he doesn't. Um, it's a state-based thing. Okay. Um, every state gets to control it. Um, okay. You know, hopefully we'll have enough people. Elected well, unless to- can I just let me just ask, could could it go to the um, U.S. Supreme Court, and they could overrule the constitutionality of, of voting that's headquartered in China and all that stuff? One would think so, yes. Yeah. Uh, now, there are plenty of federal laws that, that are in play here. Uh, you remember, um, I think it's 15 CFR chapter 7 or subchapter 7, I can't, or chapter 7, subchapter A, I think. Um, is It's a, a critical infrastructure. It started as an executive order by Obama, okay. the critical infrastructure of which elections were made part of it uh, cannot be handled by any company. You can't even imp- because you can't even have a supply chain that makes it. In other words, you can't have programmers over there that are shipping the software over here. You can't okay. do that. It's part. It's a. It's a part of the critical infrastructure that was codified into the Code of Federal Regulations, and. And I think that's still something that has to be um, litigated. Again, because are you, you saying I can't tell you, you everything even, I know, but it, yeah, that, and that's under and investigation you, right now. And are you saying, even though you can't do that, they are doing it? I'm saying that I have seen it. I have okay. seen the data, and I have seen the evidence of that. I know who okay. the programmers are. I've, okay, I know their names. I know their email addresses. Gee. I know what tools they use. Um, and all of this was was exposed basically to the world in in open source. Well, there are other right in there front, other, right going in front back of our eyes. The, yeah. yeah, going back to the machine thing, you know, yeah. I, I think there are some some fundamental things that we 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 as Americans are going to have to grapple with. I mean, it starts with dirty voter rolls, right? Or dirty voter rolls. It starts with early voting. Or, you know, you combine early voting and mail in voting with dirty voter rolls and you got a problem. 
right? Um, we need to go, until we figure out this technology, we, we need to go back to paper. We all need to vote election day. Look, I'd be yeah. in favor, I'd be in favor of, a, of, a, of a federal holiday for the second Tuesday or the first Tuesday in November. Yeah, let's, I would be too. Let's make it a federal holiday. Everybody just goes and votes on the same day. I agree. 100% I agree. I mean, you, I, I, you know, you and I came up when I, that's all they had was paper ballots. I don't think, you know, computers started showing up in the 80s, but before that, paper, paper, paper. I'd sure love to go back to that. Yeah, absolutely. Like you know, and then, then and then we've got other issues, right? I mean, we've got to deal with this foreign interference issue. Uh, the problem with foreign interference is, you know, we've never been, maybe now we can with this situation, but we've never been able to to really figure it out. And, you know, it's always Russia, 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 or China, China, mm -hmm. China, or Iran, Iran, yeah. Iran, whatever mm -hmm. it is. We have to make it a penalty that sticks. In other words, if we find you, Mr. President of some other country, you know, one of these communist countries that are enemies of ours, messing in our elections, all trade stops, all, 100% of the trade stops. You think China would, would risk that if we would make that stick? But we don't have the well. And I, if I understand it right, there are. I don't know if this was executive orders or whatever, but at some point, a foreign, if we prove a certain country's uh, interfering in our elections, we get to abscond with all of their assets over here. I don't know. Isn't that? Isn't there something about that? Yeah, there's there's so much more going to come out about this story that we're involved in, and and okay, there's uh, there's 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 federal um, there's some federal presence in it now, um, and and. And so I'm, I'm, I'm optimistic. I'm, Good. I'm, I'm a little bit pessimistic about what's going to happen to me and Catherine this week. Um, this uh, judge in this defamation case. Yeah. Talk about whatever, share whatever you want to share. And then we'll ask for people I, to be praying for that. Yeah. I don't, I, I unfortunately, I don't know much. Um, okay. What happened is um, this guy filed suit. We were served the same day that I was testifying in the grand jury. Um, they got a judge who, said we, we caused all of this um and and it's really it's really it's really troubling because the allegations in their suit against us are 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 startlingly um inaccurate baseless um, heaven, yeah yeah. It's, it's, yeah it's really it's really sad and um and there were some threats made to to our attorneys, um, and the both attorneys quit. Um, we're ha I, we're having to handle this in in a very unusual way. So wow. we're we're preparing. Catherine and I, uh, we've been asked to appear on on Thursday. Um, we from yesterday, yeah. From yesterday, correct. Okay. Um, and uh, we've been asked to appear, and uh, we of course will. Um, and uh, and we hope the uh, we hope the judge. Uh, 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 you know, will give us an opportunity to, to, um, you know, to share, um, you know, whether it's through our attorneys or, or otherwise, you know, I don't know much about procedure in the court, but, yeah. but, you know, there's a lot of things that have been said that just are, are false and uh, about us and it's hurtful and it's, you know, it yeah. causes people to distrust and, and, um, you know, it's really, it's just really turned into a bad situation, a sad situation. Well, I really and want to encourage two, two lawyer friends of ours, you know, people that we know that we care about uh, quit because, you know, the judge said something like, like, you know, people, lawyers all over the country are being 
disbarred because they're listening to their, you know, their clients' lies or something. It wasn't quite that startling, but it was something like that. And it was enough of a, a shock that, that we lost both lawyers. And That's crazy. Well, um, let's, you know, as we're getting in these final minutes, Greg, talk about, I want to come back to what you said a few minutes ago, uh, because, um, you know, more of this broadcast has been, this is, these are the issues we're dealing with. Come back to that where you were just starting to talk about why, I know you can't say what you can't say, but why are you so optimistic? Having presented all of that, why are you so optimistic about the future? Uh, I'm optimistic because I think that we finally have gotten down into the heart of the situation and where we don't know exactly what's happening. People are recognizing that you have to vote and you have to serve. Sometimes voting is just not enough. We, we happen to live in a time where voting is just not enough. You have to serve as well. And uh, we're starting to see some really impactful projects out there well, on the service side, which I mentioned earlier. But, but they're expecting record voting from, from our side in, in a lot of states. And it's, we're about, the Republicans are about to potentially elect a governor in Oregon. There hadn't been a Republican know, that governor is, in Oregon in like 30 years. That's right? my state, and I we know. have had nothing. We have said for years, we've tried not to decree it into the air, but we've said it feels like every single election we throw our vote away because it's we never win. But if you if we turned it over, and it looks like it because uh, Betsy, you know, she seemed like a pretty nice guy, the helicopter pilot, she's, she split the vote with, I uh, can't think of her, Kotek, uh, I think it's the other. They split the vote. And with that split vote, we have an opportunity to, not only because of the split vote, but because of this current uh, environment. And Biden flew out here because they're freaking out that they're about to lose the state of Oregon. It, the Democrats don't even have to. Still- they don't even have to come out and and, and um, appear that many uh, rallies or anything for the last years. They don't need to. It's their state. We're know? seeing. We're seeing a. Um, uh, a. a- we're seeing this all over the country. So I would say to everyone, vote, serve, and pray. Vote, yeah. serve, and pray. And when for you say serve, days, vote, serve, and pray. Work. Serve, do you work mean? Work for a candidate. Work, okay. you know, work in the polls. Um, you know, go knock on your neighbor's door. If they haven't voted yet, you know, come with me. I'm going to go vote. Um, you know, there's so many ways to serve. You know, pick up the phone and call. You know, it's important. If you know someone in Arizona, it is critically important that Carrie Lake be elected they have made her the poster child for the anti-trump movement and and carrie is an amazing woman she's an amazing politician she may be she may be the closest politician to ronald reagan that we've seen really and she was a uh news anchor i believe was her was her occupation and very well received and man she came out of nowhere for most people because we didn't we didn't watch their local news so I if you know like, someone in Arizona, Steve, pick up the phone and call them and say, hey, are you going to vote for Kerry? No, I don't think I'm going to vote. Just listen. It's important for the country. If you don't want to yeah. do it for you and you don't want to do it for Arizona, it's important for America. Mark my words, Steve. She she will be the first uh, republic. She will be the first uh, uh, female president of the United States. Wow. I like that. I very much like her. She That's just right. I watched them try and they keep trying to submarine her or ambush her. <laughs> She's Someone brilliant. tried to hand her something, and she took it and looked at it and turned it into a, a slam against the. the <laughs> it was 
I love. I mean, it was the it was a friend of the court kind of thing. Someone friendly gave her this information, and she just looked at it real time and said, "Now look at this, folks!" and and came against the opposition. It was amazing. She Vote, said, serve, and pray. That's all. That's all we can ask for. So good, Greg. Now talk for a moment. You, we've got PatriotGames.com. What is that that people can? How can they support you? I started Patriot Games uh, four or five months ago just because I want I. You know, people were asking me to communicate more about things we do. And and so the idea originally was, OK, I'm going to do one season where I just introduce people to folks that I know, whether they be former CIA operatives or just really smart technology type folks. Yeah, and really sort of bring the picture together and think of that as kind of the first season. We just finished that. The second season is going to be more of us working. So joining us in our in our fusion center or in our offices or while we're having conversations about elections, while we're having conversations about how do we create an op or how do we create an operation or how do we uh, disseminate something and and we really um, uh, look forward to uh, season two uh, it's going to be starting next week and and wow. uh, I'm just I'm just super excited about it we've had a tremendous uh, uh, outpouring at one point I think we were had the number three technology podcast in the country or wow. something crazy like that which is kind of funny very cool um, but we've we've just had a lot of fun with it and uh, I'm I'm still kind of getting my sea legs on being a host. You're a fantastic. I could I could take I could go to the Steve Schultz school of, <laughs> oh, you're of very interviewing. Kind. I think. Oh my goodness, you're very um, kind. So and anyway, I just it's been so much fun. But PatriotGames.com, you can get to everything from there. And um, just want to thank you and and your audience well, and and uh, your family yeah. and everybody that that makes this all possible. Well, thank you. You know, we say to the military, thank you for your service. I, you are one of those on the fighting front line. It may not be military, but I say thank you for your services. You and Catherine Engelbrecht together. Uh, I know you even do the uh, one day we'll talk with you about your medical stuff or health stuff. But what you're doing for the country, I think, is. It's the one of the foremost developments in this whole thing since the since the stealing of the election. Uh, it was like I can't believe you guys came up with all this and it ended up with a movie in pretty short order. You know, and a pretty darn good movie too. You know, well, pro, you know, well processed. How many ended up watching that real quick? What was the oh number my, that I've seen? Oh that? my gosh, millions and millions. They, now they're showing it. Now they're showing it on OAN. Um, you could watch it on OAN. I think that there's a rekindling. There's a uh, somebody showing it here in uh, in Alabama. Wow. Uh, I mean, it's just like all of a sudden it's just like reemerging again. Is it really? So it's, it's super exciting. Well, I noticed I watched that flick um, that Breitbart News put together about Hunter Biden. Um, you know, uh, the, there's a couple racy things at the beginning to make a point that he's into these uh, bad things, but it was a well produced movie and i noticed the same things happening to them it you hit a huge splash and massive numbers then it kind of calmed for a while and now it's suddenly re-emerging again days before yep. the election i think people said give me one more look right absolutely awesome. Steve, thank you for having me thank you greg i appreciate it very much a quick reminder everyone that johnny Endo will be here monday morning with johnny Endo unfiltered thanks greg have a great weekend you all we'll see you thank all you. later then thanks bye-bye This has been Elijah Streams. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can listen to the Elijah Streams podcast at ElijahStreams.com on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Join us live every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific time at ElijahStreams.com on Rumble and Facebook. Elijah Streams is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahStreams.com slash give to become a partner today.